Welcome to the IBSI Views podcast. This is Gaia Lamperti, and today I'm joined by Nicole Meyers, VP Strategic Account Management at Personetics. Personetics is the leading global provider of data-driven personalization and customer engagement solutions for the financial services industry. The company serves over 120 million bank customers globally. Nicole has over a decade of experience in consumer banking strategy and operation, having worked for the likes of McKinsey and the World Economic Forum. Hi there. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for joining. Today we are going to chat about conscious consumerism. So I was wondering, Nicole, did you recently notice a rise in sustainable fintech and more conscious choices from the customer side when it comes to green behavior? So I would say yes. And it's been kind of a, a trend, obviously, that's been mounting, growing for the past several years. From our standpoint as a fintech company, I would say that the the more significant trend has been the financial institutions, those communities kind of waking up and starting to seek solutions for their consumers because they're responding to the increased interest. And I think that's taken a long time. And we're finally at a point where there's this uh, real motivation and need to start to act. Particularly in this time after the world has been following the COP26 conference, in your opinion, what's the role of financial services at large, but more specifically, I'd say the emerging fintechs who are really careful about meeting the demand and the needs of their customers? So what's the role they can play in progressing the conversation when it comes to a more sustainable financial landscape? I think it's a really important question and maybe one that we were thinking about or our partners were thinking about more narrowly in past years. I think, you know, historically, there's been a lot of work around um, corporate giving, for example, and, and you know, contributing back to communities where financial institutions have major presences. And I think that type of work is great, but it's really only one piece of the puzzle. I think they have, there's a major opportunity for financial institutions to bring this into their core business. And part of the responsibility, especially for a retail bank, is to provide um, their customers with assistance around money management. Um, and what we're seeing from consumers is that they are looking for advice and tips around how to you know, spend their money along with their values. Um, and so just like a bank might be helping a customer to spend within their budget, they also can be helping a customer to spend in more green manners. And this is information that people don't necessarily have access to, um, but it definitely falls within the realm of relevant information and advice that financial institutions can share with their customers. Brilliant. Thank you. So one of the challenges in achieving a more sustainable financial services industry is that we don't have a universal ESG ranking that could be considered the standard globally. So in this context, how can customers, while we're still waiting to achieve a sort of consensus on an ESG ranking. How can customers navigate the current situation and still make responsible choices when buying financial products or services? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a fair question. And, and I think it's one that a lot of academics are obviously focused on. And um, I guess I've been fortunate as well to kind of be in this space um, in a past life. So I'm even excited to see all of the progress we've made, even though now people are saying, well, wow, they're, they're still, we still have so much ground to cover. I think that though the the reality is it's going to take a long time until there are those standards. But in order to really have the impact we're looking for, at least from our standpoint, you know, where we're talking about mass customers and using this information to help them to, to impact their own everyday practices, I think we're already there. And I think the way that we, we do that is by putting those ESG scores into context. You know, does one company have safer practices than another? Um, is one company managing their risk better than another? And or, you know, to what, how bad is, you know, one practice over another? And when we put it into benchmarks that we understand and think about carbon emissions. So, you know, how many trees cut down is that equivalent to? There, there's ways that we can understand the meaning behind those scores and translate it into, you know, an, an average consumer. Um, and I think if we bring that type of transparency, then we don't necessarily need to wait until those international standards are so commonplace. Makes a lot of sense. I think it's it's fair. And when it comes to personetics, what are the sort of responses you've been seeing so far and the impact of your work in helping your clients greening the portfolio or making more informed decisions? So this is a, this is a new space for us and one that we are, are really excited to enter because we think it's kind of the, the perfect moment to bring a sustainability lens to end customers. And I think as we've been building this module around sustainability and with a kind of a major focus around carbon footprinting, we've seen very strong response from our financial institution partners and their receptivity to it, especially in Europe, where, as you know, we all know, there's the conscious consumerism mindset, I think, is you know a lot stronger, um, perhaps a little bit more advanced than we're seeing in the United States. And I think that everyone, right, and at least in our space within the financial services community. No one is an expert yet. No one has mastered this. It's still kind of a niche area. So our partners are very excited to find vendors, whether it's Personetics or another company that is actually making this accessible to people at a large scale. And so I think we're going to start to see that customer impact and the change in people's behaviors definitely within you know the next year as people become more educated by reading these insights they can make and change very small decisions so i'm very excited to see the end impact but i think the response so far indicates that there's a lot of demand and 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 that's a, that's a win in and of itself yes that's great and then i guess that's also a brilliant proposition for the years to come But as you said, you know, we are all learning how to master this and it's really important to be aware of the risk of greenwashing. Maybe we can define what that means specifically for financial services and, you know, what are the red flags maybe we should look out for? Sure. So, I mean, I think that, that it probably is kind of a few different areas that I would say. And again, we're probably not the, the foremost experts in this, but when when we think about, I guess I'll, I'll kind of think about the risks that we see 
raising these types of modules, right? So th the purpose of the module is to provide transparency. It's not necessarily to tell someone to go to one place or another. I think that there are inherent risks, especially for you know the skeptical consumer about why is my bank suggesting um, I, I go to one place or I spend more here and less there. There might be kind of a dual objectives. Um, and that's a, a major risk. I think there's there's also um, uh, there's also kind of casting this wide net where you know we assume that this is all under this branding or sustainability marketing lens. This is really only I would say a small part of the bank's responsibility, and they want. So we don't want to be casting a wider net than we can defend, or really the purpose behind it. There's also probably an accuracy risk that everyone needs to be needs to be mindful of. Um, so I think those are kind of some of the risks. What else would you say, um, like from your work and, and where you see some of the, the, green, the, the fear of greenwashing coming up? Yeah, I think the messages really need to be in line with what the bank is achieving. So yeah, that's a fair point as a customer when you see the sort of messages and the sort of narrative that a financial institution is building, you just want to make sure it's it's backed by a commitment and, and a good ESG strategy. As I mentioned that before, climate awareness is part of a much wider focus. And in fact, ESG is, is made of three different words. So how do we place that piece inside a much bigger puzzle? And how is everything related in order to actually make an impact? Yeah, I think it's a it's a great question and one I was just thinking of talking about recently. Uh, sometimes the the S is often forgotten about too. And and I would say that from our standpoint, right, of, of the work that we do, I would say that there's a responsibility around giving customers the in right information in order to help them to make informed decisions. And that information can be around the banking world and the lending world, right? If a customer is considering a loan, there's the first question is, you know, do they really need that loan? Um, can they afford that loan? What are the different interest rates that they might have access to? And the degree to which their FIs can bring all that information to the customer in a clear, transparent way, you know, that's, that's success. And I think the same thing goes from the, the ESG side, right? Where there's different types of information that we can make transparent, but not all of that information is necessarily within the bank's domain. So there is definitely, I would say, a risk of trying to overstep, especially if it's not in partnership with another institution where you know this is what they're known for. And I think we've seen some really great partnerships come about more recently, kind of to show that there's more of a commitment. But I would say that you know once we start to get into investing, there's probably a lot more type of information you might be sharing with the customer. But within the banking space, more specifically, I think there are probably some boundaries that that you know are actually critical to helping customers to make more informed decisions. 
Yes, I agree. Seeing financial institutions partner up with third parties who, who might have more insights, knowledge and better strategies, better execution, it's a bit reassuring. It feels like we are recognizing the importance of that. And to conclude, lastly, I would like to ask your personal opinion on the way you feel about the future. Are you on the positive side? You're seeing the improvement of the industry as a whole? Or do you think there's still so much to do and, you know, the efforts so far have not been enough to actually play a relevant role in the change we're all hoping for? In my personal opinion, I think the jury is still out. I would say that right now we're in a wave of excitement and hope, especially, you know, after the conferences and commitments that have been made public. I would have expected and like to have seen a lot more progress over the last 10 years when we first started talking about impact investing and there was you know a lot of momentum back then even when social businesses became big and and I used to work for the Nobel laureate Mohammed Yunus within the microfinance space and I think he was a, a big proponent of kind of changing the way people do business and so 15 years ago there was a lot of activity and momentum um, but we haven't seen, you know, that level of excitement and and, and momentum continue, I would say. So I, I do feel a bit of disappointment that we haven't made more progress. And my hope is that the work and the commitments that have been made more recently, there's really action behind them and continued momentum versus, say, a, a fad. I mean, I think that's the risk because right now there's tons of commitment, but how we sustain that. I think it's yet to be determined. So I'm definitely hopeful that we can get there because we've kind of garnered a lot of attention. And I hope that programs like what we're doing at Personetics of introducing modules that impact consumers, mass consumers, you know, on global levels are kind of one way that we can translate this recent excitement to a more sustainable way to carry out those commitments. So I hope to see, but maybe, you know, in a couple of years, we come back to the podcast and, and we'll, we'll see where we stand. I would love so. And, and I hope we would have even better achievements under our yes. belts. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Nicole. It was very insightful and interesting to hear your perspective from Personetics. So thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for having me.